1: Hi, it's Finn Dwar from the Irish History Podcast and this is a staycast from ACAST. Please, please, please follow the government's advice right now which is currently to stay at home where possible. While you're staying at home I would recommend another great show that's worth checking out. It's Unexplained by Richard Maclean Smith. It's a beautifully produced and gripping show that looks at unusual and sometimes unnerving occurrences from the past and present. It's perfect escapism. Check out Unexplained on the ACAST app or wherever you get podcasts. Joined here by Lee Ryder. It is the day after Pizzagate, shall we call it, Lee? Yeah. Um, in Point and <laughs> his players and the owner, Mike, actually travelled up to have a nice Italian. I mean, for Newcastle United, yet another week, another soap up really, isn't
0: it? Well, it is, I think... As I've said before, what we want to be talking about is, you know, good football, good goals, and and great wins. But on a Champions League night when you had a, some great games on, and you, you've got Tottenham taking on Barcelona, and it's an exhibition of football, and then you if you are if you were second screening on the night, and you started looking at what was going on on Twitter, Newcastle uh, players trooping in for a pizza, and Mike Ashley turned up, and the people carry a. And yeah, just a complete soap opera, something that was, if it was a PR stunt, it hasn't worked. Um, I'm told, you know, some of the conspiracy theories, you know, what saying it was definitely, you know, all prefixed. Um, yeah, I suppose you can you can ask questions because, you know, a lot of the press knew about it. But, you know, you can't keep secrets really in Newcastle, that's what it's like, Uh the press were always going to have a rough idea where it was and yeah, it just ended up being a bit of a farce, really.
1: A lot of people ask you maybe why didn't Mike Ashley hold it, say, in St James' Park where he has the privacy, mm-hmm. You know, no-one can get the snaps, no-one can get the videos. What, what do you think that the thinking was to actually take it out in the public where he must have known had it got out like it did, there was always the chance that fans were going to turn up and protest?
0: Well, that's true. I mean, I, I suppose you haven't got any guarantee that the fans would have. The fans may have turned up outside St James's Park if they'd known what was going on there as well. Uh, I think maybe the thinking from their point of view was, you know, let's change the scene here. But you know, we've got a glorious area in the northeast. You know, Northumberland. There's there's loads of restaurants up there, uh, Ponteland. Yeah, it is out the way. It's out the city centre, but it's it's close enough for for people to to come down and, and have a look and um, that that's exactly what proved to ha- happen on the night
1: so on to the content of the meeting obviously we weren't there we weren't partial but we've heard bits and bobs can you give the fans any information from, from your and what you, you, you've heard may have gone on uh, at the Italian in
0: yeah well I think you you look into that situation and you think you know you can imagine Mike Ashley standing up and addressing the the team and Rafa with some kind of after dinner speech and you know giving them some explanation of what's going on. Uh, it didn't turn out that way from what I was told. Ashley didn't have any kind of prepared spiel or, or speech and he didn't address everybody as a group. He just kind of potted around from table to table um, or chair to chair or whatever it was and group to group and had little snippets of conversation with, with certain people. The, the big headline for me was the fact that... Uh, him and rafa had a conversation and it was a positive one it broke the ice and hopefully now moving forward um they can take that on to something a a bit bigger and better
1: now you can forgive fans for being a tad skeptical because we have been here before not in the not at an italian not eating pizza but at the training ground when i I actually flew in his helicopter it sounded like benitez had got everything he wanted Turned out that wasn't to be the case, and you know this has kind of been the fallout of the last year or so of, of that. Yeah. Um. You got any reassurance for the fans listening in that what happened yesterday might be an actual proper turning point for Newcastle United? <sighs>
0: there's no that there's no guarantees and no reassurances with with anything when it comes to Newcastle United. You know we need to know and on the record s- steer from. Mike Ashley or Lee Charnley, there's no doubt about that. You know, with Newcastle, you know, is the club still up for sale? You would say it was at the moment. Is Rafa Benitez going to stay? No guarantee, I'm afraid. Uh, Does he want to stay? Yes. Is he going to get the assurances? We don't know. So far, he hasn't been given those assurances. So there's a lot of, there's more questions than answers, really, at the moment. I think when you look at Mike Ashley's tenure so far, He's never spoken to any of the local press before. Uh, he's done a couple of bits with Sky, and after that, really, you are you are scraping around for Mike Ashley quotes. He doesn't want to communicate with the fan base, it seems, um, and you know the the supporters really have had enough of it, and you can totally understand that.
1: I suppose the positive one of the positives is that eventually the two main men incastinated Mike Ashley. Rafinha are in the same room. They appear to have had a conversation. That like you say it looks like it, it, it was a positive one. Mm. Um, I mean that is a positive, isn't it? Because that does give fans hope that things might change.
0: Well, you'd like to think so. I mean, one, look, then the Rafinha is is powerful enough and strong enough to turn down that opportunity. There's, you know, if he didn't feel it was. Gonna benefit uh, anybody? He wouldn't have turned up for it. He wouldn't have agreed to it. He wouldn't have, you know, signed the squad off to to, to go to it. So he could have easily um, not showed up. In in the end, he did show up. Um, Ashley kept to his promise to do it. But I, I just think there's been a little bit, a little bit of a, I think there was some negative publicity that he didn't speak to him after Palace. He didn't speak to him after Leicester. And I just think that this is Mike Ashley saying, "No, no, I do want to." do want to speak to the manager but again it's just muffled muffled messages coming out you you want to, to know where everybody stands newcastle you know th- this city embraces the team uh when it when it does well when it doesn't do so well we all feel the pain of it you just wonder if mike ashley does you know because he's, he's been prepared to send newcastle in a battle with under understrength team um you know, twenty-three million spent in the summer—that's nothing these days. They've got to go out and have a big spend um, in the next couple of windows. Will they do it? Hard to say. Uh,
1: and just finally, I suppose the fact that fans did gather outside of the restaurant last night—maybe uh, a dozen, maybe twenty or so—with the banners actually out, sports uh, redirect—it shows that you know this isn't going to blow away.
0: I think you look around the city now, and generally speaking, um, everybody's frustrated. Not you know, and you know, you could walk out there. Where we've got a brilliant vantage point here, where we are, we can look right out into the city there. And if you've had a little walk around the monument and had a chat with anybody, you know, men, women, children, they'd tell you, you know, things aren't right up here. You know, things. The, there's no sort of cohesion going on at the club. It's not a reflection of what Newcastle United should be. I mean, I've been in the city a long, long time and um, know what it can be like. Uh, the team used to go out for a pizza all the time during the entertainers era. It was not as, oh, there's lads going on for the pizza. It was an every every week thing. Um, you know, the players were able, in the 90s, the players were able to all go out and have a beer and people would go up and, you know, pass on their congratulations for, for the results. Even if they got beat, they would commiserate with them. They were a much more open group. Kevin Keane was a much more open communicator so john hall was a much more open communicator and i think really you know mike ashley would do himself every favor by getting his plans out there um, but at the minute it's just, people aren't aren't having them and uh, i think that was uh that was um, evident last night as they came out the uh, restaurant
1: this is a cast recommends every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis.